All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good summary. Oh, God. Did you hear that? In my throat? <laughs> I did. I really did. I heard it. I'm sorry. It's in like you're trying to shovel down pizza, mm-hmm. like inhaling mm-hmm. pizza. So unprofessional. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that that's a pretty good and to <laughs> – I'm Laura Sales. And I'm Danielle Sales. Welcome back to Not Another Momcast. Welcome back. Today we're talking about the newborn stage, what we remember of it, what our experience was like, and how we feel about it all. But before we get into it, it's time for Boom and Bust. Laura, take the floor. Thank you so much, Danielle. I will share. Um, I'll just skip to the bust because (laughs) if it's not immediately obvious, I am sick again. um, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's serious. I think it's just like a stupid little something or other that my broken, decaying body (laughs) cannot fight off. Like I'm just so worn down that I don't even have an immune system anymore, I guess, is the case. Um, So that's fine. Honestly, it was fine up until this thing that happens to me when I get any kind of sinus-related issue is my like nasal cavities kind of like swell with like an irritation. This happens when I get allergies. This happens if I get a bad cold. This just happens to me. And I'm saying that because the symptom is I lose taste. And I know everybody and their mother right now is like, oh my God, it's COVID. And you know what? Maybe it is. I've already had it. So like if I have it again, just wow. I don't care what it is, Danielle. I don't care what it is. If I can't taste food, there's no point. I have no reason to go on. I will, okay? Don't don't at me. I will live. I will continue to live. But do I have a reason for it anymore? Absolutely not. Am I going to enjoy it? Not likely. So again, I'm kidding, but honestly, it sucks. Sucks. All right, that's my bust. My boom is that my precious baby angel child, I love you so much. I'm just always trying to one-up you and your weird <laughs> precious baby angel child intros. She is so super verbal and it's so much fun. Um, I mean, she's been super communicative her whole life. We suppose we might cover that in today's episode. However, now it's like words, like real words of the English language that I can understand the first time sometimes even. Yesterday when she was doing something in the living room and there was something on the coffee table, I have a little notepad that I actually make notes on our edit sessions and there's a pen with it. And anytime she sees this, this is she's seen this laying around before and she always beelines straight for it. She wants to take off the cap and scribble all over the notepad and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, thank you. That's mommy's work. Like you have other things that you can draw on and scribble on, not this notebook. This is mine. Um, And she knows that. So she saw it and she's like side-eyeing it, pretending (laughs) that she's doing something else. And I see her side-eyeing it. I'm like, here we go. She starts like inching over and she's like literally like wiggling her body until she gets over to the table where it is. And she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and she's cracking a smile at me because she knows what I'm about to say. (laughs) I go, no. That's mommy's work. No, thank you. 
And so she spins around with this big smile on her face and she sweetly takes my hand and tugs like just a little bit. And she goes, come, come, mommy. Come, mommy. Walk away and hide. Walk away and hide, mommy. And this is the second time. So now I know for sure what she's doing. This is the second time she's requested that we play some kind of hide and seek only so that as soon as I'm hiding, quote unquote, she goes over to a thing or gets into a thing that she knows that I don't want her to be into. <laughs> Handle that. And I just – it just freaking kills me, dude. She's so – So sneaky, smart. so smart, so funny. It's just so funny. Walk away and hide. And I was like, no, no, thank you. And then she got really mad at me. But you're the worst. <laughs> I know. I, I won't let you have ballpoint pens in your eyeball. Yeah, that's just one of like way too many examples of her being fun and verbal nowadays. But that's definitely what's pulling me through feeling like the living dead right now. How about you? Um, My boom is that I went to Marshall's because I'm a fashionista. And when I was exiting the dressing room, the wonderful woman working there said, can I ask you a question? And I was thrilled. Honestly, I don't get out much. And very excitedly, I was like, sure. And she shows me her phone very discreetly because I'm assuming she's not supposed to have it while she's working. And she asks me if I know how to delete a message once it's been sent. It's not an iPhone. Not that that would have made any difference whatsoever. So I say, can you like slide to the left of the message and maybe delete is an option? She does that. It's not. I'm completely useless. I fall apart basically on her shoulder apologizing that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, She's come to the absolute worst person to ask her technology question. And this woman just laughed so hard that it warmed my heart. And I don't even care if she was laughing at me. It was just such a loud burst of laughter that I still heard her as I was walking towards the back of the store. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I love that what for Wait, was that your boom or your bust? That was my boom, man. That was my boom. Okay. Yes. That's what I was going to say. I love that what would be a bust for literally any other human being (laughs) was your boom this week. And I I love it. I love that about you. I love it for you. Yeah. I'm Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, So anyway, my bust, you know what? My bust is I'm just going to be very honest here, okay? We're only a month into this whole podcast attempt, and I have just recently this week been completely filled with self-doubt, insecurity, second-guessing, and feeling like this is just – that's just such a bad idea and I'm embarrassing myself. But we just had a heart to heart. We're on the same page. We're pushing through. We're going to keep moving forward. We're working through this. We have goals and we're going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bravo. That's me Bravo. clapping. I know. Yes, honey, as you Thank would say you. to me. You say it. <laughs> say it to me. I need to hear it. Yes, honey. Yeah, I love it. I love when you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all so true. It's all true. It is. We are already. First of all, we're already great. It's just, <laughs> it's just 
buried deep in there, though. We just got to uncover it, right? Yeah, we're just so. working out the kinks. And you know what? I'm, I am excited to see how we grow, how we develop, how we shift, how we change, and what we actually become. Me too. But we just have to keep doing it. We just have to keep doing it. And I just want to take this quick second to say so many thank yous to those of you who have um, taken a minute to text us, email us, message us, and be like, I loved it. This was great. And like, give us like super detailed feedback on what's working, all kinds of stuff, just quotable moments that stuck with you. Like that is literally giving us life right now. It is the the wind beneath our wings. And thank you because that's yeah. actually what like reviewing those comments is what got us all hyped up at the beginning of this episode is like, okay, we we're doing something. We're doing something right. I think at least a couple of people that aren't us mm-hmm. seem to be genuinely enjoying it and maybe even getting something out of it. And so for that, thank you. And to be 100% specific, I want to give a shout out to my biggest fan on planet earth, Megan McAlevey. Um, I would also, also like you know, just hold on a second. I would also like to take this opportunity to publicly make my plea for Megan to become my new best friend. No, it's not allowed. And you know it. It's not allowed. Uh, I love you. Because girl. you both <laughs> Okay, quick, quick side story. Megan McAlevey, she maybe I'm not supposed to use her full name. Megan, can I use your full name? I'm sorry. I'll text you later. <laughs> Um, Megan is the best. I met her. She worked with me in my school. She was a teacher at the same level that I teach at. And um, so we like would have recess duty at the same times, so would be in meetings and blah, blah, blah. And then we went to a big AMS conference together, which is a, like a big Montessori annual meeting of the minds type deal. And we roomed together and just like fell in love being business ladies in Washington, D.C., having no freaking idea what we were doing and just bumbling through it the whole way. It was a lot of fun and I really, really enjoyed her, um, which I knew that I would, but it took like a year and a half for that to unfold. (laughs) The whole time I was with her, I thought, gosh, I don't know what it is about her, but she just reminds me of Danielle. There's just like, there's a Danielle energy coming from this person, which is probably a good part of what drew me to her. Cause I don't know if you know this, but I love you too. So get over it, deal with it. It's in your face. (laughs) Love for you. Um, Okay. Anyway. Danny and Meg, but what's besties for Sorry. Stop it. Stop (laughs) it right now. Um, What's funny is that after we took way too long to get home from that conference because she is the best navigator ever and I'm the best co-pilot ever, (laughs) we met up with Chris and Chris met her for a half a second at like midnight in like a freaking Arby's parking lot. And as we were driving (laughs) away, he goes, you know who she reminds me of? Danielle. So I decided you guys can't become best friends because you'll be better friends and then you won't need me anymore. You'll replace me. You'll forget me. You'll move on with your Scorpio lives. Don't act like you won't. You will. Is she a Scorpio? Yeah, she's a Scorpio. (gasps) Her birthday is like the day after yours. How did I not tell you that yet? Okay, Her birthday is is the day after yours. This is fate. I hope this doesn't scare you away or sound so desperate, but like it is hard finding adult friends and adult life, especially with parenting. And just so you know, I'm here and I like you. We are now going to use this as a platform to <laughs> recruit adult friends because what's better than publicly announcing your awkward love with someone? Um, was there someone else you wanted to thank? Frank. Uncle oh, Frank. Frank. Uncle F. Smith. Mm, thank you. 
Thank you for reviewing, for rating, for emailing, for detailing, and for always being so scared of what I'm going to say. Right there with you. (laughs) You're right to feel that way. I would like to take a second to thank um, a gentleman named Jack Mackman. He is one of my husband's coworkers, and he is just religiously supporting us. And I've never met him, but he sounds like a great dude. So thank you so much. I think it's safe to say that Jat <laughs> is an example of a hero who maybe doesn't wear a cape, but deserves I, some kind of award. I would agree. So thank you for bearing with Danielle, us. Danielle, stop laughing so I know, I know, I know, I know. You need to put a heartier laugh on. Get I know. a heartier laugh Listen, going. listen. I also want to take this opportunity to apologize <laughs> for our listeners with misophonia. I know that I am breathy when I laugh, when I inhale, when I speak, when I, I don't know, when I speak just sometimes things are just sounding too much. Every now and then you can hear Laura's mouth. I am sorry. We're doing the best we can. We're going to get better. That was not fair for you. We're here for you. Danielle is working on her breathy laugh and I am working on my mouth juices. (laughs) I hated when I said it. Um, Anyway, so where are we on this episode? It's taken a hard turn. All right. I think that's a pretty great and way too long recap of our week and all the people that we're grateful for in our (laughs) lives. Let's, Let's do a little ad break. Are you between the ages of 20 and death? If so, you may qualify for an exciting new career opportunity with Not Another MomCast Industries, where we are currently looking for functional adults to just please take over for us. That's right, folks. The interview questions are pretty straightforward. Do you eat regularly and wake feeling well-rested? Do you have a realistic retirement plan? Can you make a phone call to a live person without sweating through your clothing? Are you capable of making plans and then following through with them? If you answered yes to literally any of these questions, you're hired. We can't actually pay you anything, but the benefits are also terrible. Send us a resume that we will completely disregard because you're already hired to notanothermomcast at gmail.com. All right. Welcome back. It's time for I have a question. I have a question. What was the newborn stage like for you? And not necessarily postpartum, like what you went through physically and mentally, but more about what was your actual newborn child like and what that meant for you. And I get it as you're talking, there's kind of no way to avoid mentioning parts of postpartum, but give us the gist. What was baby's temperament like? What was the feeding schedule like? What was the sleeping schedule like? What was support like? Can you remember all that? Where should we start? My precious baby angel dumpling child was, I think the thing we always kind of jokingly said that she was the hardest easy baby that you could have. So like, Realistically, she was, for the most part, a pretty easy baby. She was mostly happy until she wasn't, though. Mm -hmm. And when she wasn't, if some need was not being met in her little brain or she was uncomfortable or even just mildly inconvenienced at times, she had a set of vocal cords on her that just did not stop. She was very... (laughs) persistent and not easily distractible and just a very, very interesting little nugget. She just had like two very extreme sides. But I will say for the most part, she stayed on the more kind of positive, happier, easygoing side. And this is where 
our experiences differ greatly. Very different. Um, my baby, precious child, chatter, meshes, love you so much. Um, she, <laughs> again, misophonia, so sorry. Um, she was two weeks early, so she was like a sloth. And then in the evening, she turned into a monster. She was like a very sleepy newborn. Um, But my biggest memories are of how difficult it was figuring out her needs on those witching hours. And her witching hours were anywhere between three to four, straight through till 10 or 11. And it was just a bloody murder cry the entire time at the top of her lungs. And so uh, uh, that really was just so stressful and unpleasant and made me question everything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that really was. I remember because, you know, they the witching hours, this whole concept that there's this window between like four-ish and what, 10 or 11 yeah. or something? Is it, does it go that long? Yeah. Yeah, that's what but, ours And did. specifically like four to seven is like the main, main part of it, but it can go in, into the night a little bit longer. And at some point in that window, a baby is almost like certain to be fussy and just like not – like there's just not – no matter what you try – they're just not having it. I tried so much. We saw that a little bit with our child. Like for sure on a daily basis at some point in that four to seven window, there would just be a point where she was just like inconsolable for no reason, but it didn't last terribly long. Whereas you guys, it was all night, every night. Every day. I like, I don't know how she knew, but um, the pediatrician insisted that she was not colicky and she just said that she was a survivor or no warrior. She said she was a warrior and then like talked like back in the days during primal times and how like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, great. Well, mama wants her to shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) If she wants to survive around here, she should be quiet for a minute. Yeah. Actually, I remember you saying that and I loved that, that she had just a really strong survival instinct Mm -hmm. that she – was that baby who was not going to be left on a rock near wild animals and not like have somebody know about it, you know, absolutely like, not. she <laughs> will make her needs known. And I love that about her. But also I know I wasn't the one doing it every night from three to 10. So it's easier for me to love that about her for sure. But actually you saying that the colicky part reminded me that a, a big part, I think of my child's temperament, especially in those first couple of weeks and honestly even up until I don't think we really figured it out until it's like five or six months in um I think she may have had a small intolerance to dairy oh yeah and maybe other things but she so she was I was very fortunate to be able to breastfeed and that is a whole another thing that we'll cover mm-hmm. in this one I say fortunate That's not how I felt at the time. I had to keep reminding myself the whole time how fortunate I was. So I'll just say that. But she drank milk from my body and that meant that I had to start like trying to eliminate things to figure out if there was something irritating her. And I will say when I did eliminate some stuff, it did seem to improve her temperament. And then I really understood that like a baby with an upset tummy is like a completely different baby. Like- Mm -hmm. You can have a very sweet, easygoing, quiet baby that has some kind of reflux or something. And because it's just, it just doesn't have any other way to tell you, like, my stomach hurts all the time. It's miserable. And it's just so sad. 
So so sad. So sad. Even if you just have a baby with like trapped gas for too long, it's such a sad, like pitiful thing. So I remember that. I do remember being like, does your belly hurt? I'm so sorry. And I feel like those were times where she was not the easiest temperament. Um, That is a time where I did do a lot of research during that time. And it was also not helpful in any way, shape or form. I tried everything. I bought all of the wellness drops. I all of it, all of it, all of it didn't work. She had her own plan for our newborn journey. Thank you. Love you. But we talked about feeding. What was the feeding like? What was the schedule like? What do you remember? I remember being surprised to discover that that newborn stage in that first easily six weeks, everything is on like a three-hour schedule. They eat every three hours, right? They eat every three hours and they sleep for two hours. And the thing is with the breastfeeding anyway, um, I think it's different. I think it's usually faster with a bottle, which we did end up pretty quickly adding in bottles to her routine. But when she was nursing, in fact, this was part of the reason I loved adding in a bottle. When she nursed, it took an hour mm-hmm. to eat. And as much as I now, of course, look back and I'm like, oh, that precious time with her, that was totally uninterrupted and it was quiet and it was just us. At the time, I was like, I was so freaking tired. And I just sit there making sure I didn't fall asleep and like drop her or let her slip or like crush her with my own body. Like the terror, dude. The the anxiety that I had mm-hmm. in the newborn stage through the roof. We can come back to that. But yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, it was every three hours, right? So she took an hour to eat. And then she would pass out. In fact, she mostly passed out while eating. I had to be like, wake up, wake up, wake up, you're not done. And then she would knock out for two hours, wake up, starving, eat took an hour, go back to sleep for two hours. And I was like, wow, like this is it, huh? But I will say I, that was fortunate for me that she did actually sleep at good intervals as well as eat at good yeah. intervals. I know not all newborns are like that, but um, I remember mostly being impressed by the fact that she had like two settings. <laughs> Good Lord. I love how opposite we are. Um, We worked so hard to breastfeed, but she was just not having it, which was its own. We'll talk about that more and and how that felt for me. Um, So I had to pump exclusively, but we would syringe feed her like every hour and a half to two and a half hours. Like we weren't even on a three hour schedule. And then because of the pumping, like we'd wake up and we'd alternate who would syringe feed and I would still have to pump regardless. And then you have to clean the parts. And then by the time you're laying down and trying to go back to bed, they're up. (laughs) So it was just a never ending cycle. Pumping was a nightmare and my whole breastfeeding journey was not as straightforward as I just made it sound. She was not exclusively nursed. First of all, the first, what, four days easily of that was actually the most excruciating part of the entire process pain-wise. Yeah. It was the figuring out like the latch and her like strength. I mean, she latched right away in the hospital and nursed, it seemed to be nursing well, but there was something about like a couple days in that everything is just, it hurts so much, dude. It was like toe curling discomfort, toe I curling pain. I remember you saying that. I have a, a very high tolerance for pain, but it was something about just this, this like persistent, sharp thing that I couldn't not do because it was the way to feed my baby. And like, in the first couple of days, we didn't have any bottle. We didn't have any of that stuff because- 
I had been so like dead set on doing this this way. We eventually did. I, I didn't last too long. By the time I went to her like one week checkup at the pediatrician, the lactation consultant who was a literal earth angel came in and I was like, can you just tell me if like I'm doing this right? Because I don't know if it should hurt this much. Like is she tongue tied? Is she not latching right? Like what's wrong here? And she watched and was like, nope, this is exactly how it's supposed to be. You're feeling exactly how it feels for most people. She's like, no one tells you that or how hard this first part is because people get newborn amnesia. She's like, I swear to God, this is a real thing. She's like, you can have someone who was a mother of like seven, but they're all like adults now. Look at you like, oh, this, you know, breastfeeding is easy. It's nothing because the way she's remembering it, yeah, sure. I did that a thousand times. But when it's your first kid the first time and you're first going through all these experiences, they are so hard. You are so tired. Everything is so sore. The crying literally like lights your brain on fire. I mean, like there's so Mm -hmm. much to it that is so genuinely hard and you forget it. It just starts to fade away and get replaced by so many fonder memories. And she's like, people just don't know when they're trying to give you advice and they're trying to tell you to like stick with it, like tough it out. They don't remember how hard it was. They just know that somehow they survived it. And I think that that's a very smart survival instinct of us as humans to have that newborn amnesia because you would never have another child if you remembered in detail those first like six weeks. You know? Uh, Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel kind of traumatized by my first six weeks that I am very fearful and hesitant of having another child and going through it all over again because right now it's it is definitely starting to fade. We're hitting this stage where all of these positive memories are coming in and she's growing up and I'm watching her just develop and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it goes by so quickly. That's settling in now, but I still am also very aware of what the beginning was like for me. And I and I know it's not like that for everybody and I hope it's not like that for everybody, but it was not an easy ride. And I am really excited that we're going to talk about this and I want to talk about all of it. So we have got to bust out some definite, like, I don't know, pregnancy, birth story, postpartum episodes before they become so far gone for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They get further away and they get a little bit foggier as they go. For sure. All right. So that – yeah, there's definitely oh, – there's so much more that can be unpacked, but we already tried to agree that this was going to be like a less than an hour episode. So feeding for us was very – oh, right. Oh, God. That's even what, what? I was trying to freaking say because I was terrified. I was terrified to give her a bottle because I had been reading that if you did that, that it would like sabotage completely your chances of being able to ever breastfeed and have that connection and all this magic that I was looking for, which I now know all that is nonsense. Fed is best, period. Yeah. And that has to be however you have to do it. So I get that now. But at the time, dude, like you said, you look up so many things and it just makes everything so much worse. That was tough. And and I am already starting to forget it all. So it's interesting timing doing this episode. But yeah, just a nice little reminder. And I don't I don't want this to feel like, I don't know, a big, heavy, miserable doomsday episode, especially for our friends that just had babies, have babies on the way. If you are listening, I mean, 
for me, it was really hard, but I'm on the other side now. So if you're just entering it or you're going to, or you're in it, it does get better. And I hated, hated, hated when people said that I really, and I hated you. I hated you for <laughs> saying it. Um, and I, I don't mean like you, but I could because you probably no, said it me. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, what, seven months ahead of you? So I was yeah. already like, it gets better, it gets better. By the time your child was born, mine was sleeping through the night for the most oh, – no, that's not true. Uh, actually, maybe it is. Yeah. She might I think have been. Was. She was sleeping yeah. longer. It was more than three-hour windows before right. I was necessary again in her life so that – it, you have all the clarity in the world when you've slept yeah. more than like 15 minutes at a time. Oh my God. When you got those nice breaks of maybe even three hours at a time, you do. You feel like a whole new person and you're like, wait a minute, I can do this. I'm the best mama. I can do everything. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, it, no good thing shall last. Just kidding. It does last, but it just takes some time. Um, it does. Anyway. It's an adjustment. We were going to talk about sleeping, but I feel like we don't even have to say anything because we know that it doesn't really happen. Well, because of the tight freaking feeding schedule, yeah, they're not sleeping long chunks of time. And so you're not either. I think I remember getting actually really upset because I did, I did follow a sleep training program that was like, so the first like four weeks are just straight up survival. Like we have no advice for you. Here are some ways to soothe the baby when they're crying. But like I can't tell you something that's going to make them sleep through the night because they are not even ready to yet, honestly. Like they still need yeah. to be getting in those calories and those nutrients while they need to be putting on weight and blah, blah, blah. But then it's like in that program, it was like when they're five weeks, they should be able to go a five-hour stretch. And when they're six weeks, six hours. And I did not see more then three, three and a half hours up until easily like five months. Yeah. Um. So we were going to talk about support, but I feel like let's let's save this for when we talk about postpartum. Yeah. I think that that's a really um, – that one's really tied to the mental aspect yeah. of, and the physical, but for sure the mental aspect of that postpartum kind of recovery window. So – spoiler alert that our babies were born during a global pandemic. So you can probably make a couple assumptions, draw a couple lines between dots on the level of support that we were able to have during that time. However, I think it's still worth unpacking that another time. Yeah, I have to talk about it because um, I don't think I ever fully processed it. Anyway, is there anything else you want to add? I know we had talked about in one episode, Mom Eyes. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I think that's a good one to circle back to. The newborn stage, right? I've seen, I've scrolled past the memes that are like, it's like a shriveled alien puppet, <laughs> like on a blanket <laughs> in the grass somewhere. And it's like every newborn shoot ever. And it's like, I it when it's somebody else's baby, you absolutely are like, oh, so cute. But you know, like cute for a wrinkled <laughs> alien bag of skin. Yeah, of course it's cute. However, when it was my child, I truly believed that she, even though I laughed at myself and was like, I won't be one of those moms, I <laughs> absolutely looked at her and was like, you are perfect in every way. You are an angel straight from the heavens above. You slid down a rainbow into my belly and <laughs> you're mine forever. Um, and I didn't, I didn't post her. I'm not, I'm not big on that. I think 
but that's not really fair to her. I don't think that's respectful of her. And obviously like every now and then posting is one thing, but like I, I follow a lot of people who post every single thing that their kid does. And it's not that I don't enjoy seeing it. I do. I just have to imagine that when that now three-year-old is like 13 and he's on the internet and social media, he's maybe not going to love that I watched his poop song (laughs) the first time that he made a poopy in the body. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, but congrats, dude. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Rooting for you, bro. Anyway, I just think – that um, even though I didn't post her a lot, I would send pictures of her to a solid probably like 10 people that I knew of that expressed any kind of interest in like wanting to be in the loop. And I sometimes get that we talked about this in that in the exact episode that you're referring to that I'll get like a memory will pop up on my phone because I have an iPhone. There's randomly generated memories if you swipe a certain way on your home screen, right? And a lot of times oh, yeah. there'll be some of those pictures or some of the, a picture from one of those little random photo shoots we did on her carpet in her bedroom. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez, she really, <laughs> she really looks like a little, a little bald, like slightly morbidly obese Italian man named Gennaro who probably sells olive oil somewhere. Like that's what I'm seeing now. But at the time I was like, look at her, look at her. She's so cute. Um, <laughs> You know, there's some she she's got to learn how to work her angles. If I'm honest with you, because there's some pictures where I'm like, oh my god, that's a cute baby, and others that I'm like, is that a little trolley doll? What is that? <laughs> trolley doll for a troll. You <laughs> <laughs> have to cut all of that because someday she'll listen to this and be like, wow, mom. Um, I'm just kidding. She will never. And our children will be like, you had a podcast that's gross. Get out of here because you're old and weird. And they'll be right. They'll be right to think that. What about you? What do you want to say about mom eyes? Because you were the one who even brought it into my my vocabulary. Eyes, I think we know how I feel. She's not cute. She's not cute. She's not cute. I definitely didn't think my baby was cute when she immediately exited my body. My husband was like, she's perfect. I love her so much. She's beautiful. Yes, she's be-. like I, He had to reassure me. Yes, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. And I was like looking at her with a little – I loved her and I was amazed that I created, grew – and then birthed her. But I was looking at her like, are we sure that this is ours? Because she looks nothing like anybody. That obviously quickly changed. She is exactly Jameson, beard and all. (laughs) Um, Okay, obviously not. Anyway, um, she also had some good angles. I actually don't think I sent too many pictures to many people because I didn't think she was cute and I didn't want people to also think she wasn't cute. But you know what? Because I knew what the episode was about tonight, I did look back at some newborn photos and now I think she wasn't as ugly as I thought she was. (laughs) (laughs) You have reverse mom eyes. It's bizarre because – Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some pictures where I'm like, I still don't see how we are related in any way at all. And also in some pictures, I'm like, you're not even related to him. I don't know who you are. It's your chin. Yeah. That's what he said the other day. That's still the only thing she has of me. It's not anymore, but it was the thing that from the start was you, was the chin 100%. It was Jameson, literally 99.9% Jameson, and then just a a little dimple in the chin to say, nope, also Danielle though. Awesome. Now it's changing though. It's definitely becoming more more you for sure. 
And she Great. is also like 100% your personality. So good luck with that. She, oh yeah, we can't even talk about this, but we will at some point and at other time. But yeah, it's so weird. I saw some newborn pictures, very, very young pictures just last night. And I was like, wait a minute. She is not that ugly. Why was I so mean? <laughs> You're such a monster, dude. <laughs> You're the worst. I know. So that's where I stand. You <laughs> know. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her now. Of course, now I think she's cute. But again, at at some angles, I'm like, uh, yo, girl, chin up. Chin up. <laughs> chin up. Jesus, chin up. <laughs> Anyway, let's go ahead and close this out. We remember most of what we think happened <laughs> when we had newborns, <laughs> but who knows because we didn't sleep in and newborn amnesia is real. Just know that there's a lot of things we want to circle back to in terms of like the physical and mental aspects of postpartum. That was kind of just a little, just a little fun little dip into the idea by talking about the babies themselves and yeah. how they were which I don't even know actually how much we talked about them versus <laughs> ending up talking about us and our journeys. So what? whatever, we're the worst. It is what it is. It is what it is and it's done now. So let's move on to the brain dump. Am I going first? Yeah, I think you should go first. Okay. So listen, I want to paint the scene for this first one. It's 1030, Saturday night. I'm trying to fall asleep. My husband's snoring. It's been a situation. I'm finally, my eyes are finally closing. Boom. They shoot wide open because I was immediately transported back to sixth grade chorus class. And we had the most loving, caring music teacher who followed us into high school. And in sixth grade, we did some sort of name song game. And we had to come up with an adjective that started with the first letter of our first name, Danielle. D. Danielle. D. I was frozen. Frozen with fear. This is something I've thought about so many times randomly in my life since then. And because he is the kindest man on earth, he helped me and suggested that I use Dainty Danielle. It's like he must have sensed that I was a highly anxious child because I am still so grateful and thankful that he took it upon himself to just basically give me the answer. So thank you. Um, and I did. I used Dainty Danielle. Can I ask you a question? Clarifying question? I guess. Is it Mr. Walters? Yeah, but I don't know if he wants his name out there. Um, I feel like, but like, shout out, Mr. Walters. Yeah, You've been the best. That is funny. Um, yeah. I believe that it's just a randomly recurring thought and also that he genuinely had that huge impact on you because when we were going to launch this podcast, you were like, I just can't wrap my mind around people from like our past who like knew us way back then listening to us now. I just can't believe it. And I remember being like, well, who like who comes to mind? And one of the first top three people that you listed, you were like, I don't know, like Mr. Walters? And I was like, yeah, I've I bet he might check it out because he's just such a good guy. And you know what? He has. And he gave us feedback. And again, he should have been up in the beginning with the thank Absolutely. yous. Absolutely. No, he gets freaking a whole Mr. section. Mr. Walters. He's the best, man. He's the man. Thank you, Mr. Walters. Um, and I would also like you to know that over the years, I have come up with other D words. Delightful, dreary, dreamy, disgusting, delicate, delirious, dangerous, distracted. I just freeze when put on the spot. And thank you for helping me out. Um, that was my first brain dump. Um, my, I love that list of adjectives. I'm sorry. I really wanted to just let you keep going, but dang, <laughs> no, dude, no, no, that no. was perfect and so well delivered. Okay, go <gasps> on. Thank you. 
oh my God, I'm getting so good at this. When you buy clothes, those annoying strings on the shoulders, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Why? And does everybody cut them off? Oh, they're for the hanger, aren't they? So that you don't make your shoulders all stretched and weird? Like the the cut of the shirt? I can't respond to this. I don't. I don't like it, but then when you're wearing it, are you constantly tucking it in so that it doesn't fly out? Are you you want me to respond now? Um, I would like to know what you do. Yeah. I either forget that they're there until I'm getting <laughs> dressed in a panic that morning, don't have time to cut them, and then have to tuck them in all day as they flop around my neck and collarbone yeah. area, making me look like a freaking <laughs> jackass, or I cut them. That's where I'm okay. at. All right. I think I'm hanging my things carefully on the hangers with like protective strips sewn no. into the shoulders. Absolutely no. not. I have no time for that. No, I don't have a closet. Um, when did you realize <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't have a closet? <laughs> I'm so bothered by it, but I'm trying to accept it. Um, when did you realize that pillows come in different sizes to match the size of your mattress? Did you ever think about that? And do you have a pillow that matches the size of your bed? Because I don't. Um, anyway, this is um, my last one. This is my this is a PSA for maybe the three people that actually try to talk to me. I am sorry for not responding. This feels like a great chance to publicly acknowledge that I have the best intentions. I get a thing. I see a message. I have probably gone to text you a response or acknowledge you in any way. And then something comes up, I get distracted. I think about it a hundred times since then. Still, I never actually say anything, do anything, acknowledge you. And I'm sorry. And I just really hope that gets better for us. I will ditto that to the three people trying to communicate with me that I never (laughs) respond to. Okay. I'm done. All right. That's fine. Mine's actually, I only have a couple. I have a couple. I'm a little disappointed in myself. I feel like I had a whole bunch of them over the past easily two weeks, just did not write any of them down and they are gone. They're gone forever. So here's what I did manage to muster up out of the depths of my brain this week. Um, How is it that the food storage technology has not caught up to marinara? Like why? Why is marinara the kryptonite of every food storage thing and or baby plate that's like not black. You know what I mean? Like you were the one who sent me the meme that was like spray tanned Will Ferrell and it said like my Tupperware after bringing spaghetti to lunch (laughs) one time. Yeah. Now I get what you're saying. Yes. This is stupid (laughs) and I hate it. Food storage tech, food storage technicians, plate makers, everybody out there that deals with things that touch food. Figure your shit out. Make a thing that doesn't go oompa loompa orange after you eat (laughs) pasta one time off of it. Okay? Number two, I think that I was wrong about Canada. And by that I mean, (laughs) I see your brow furrow a little bit there. Uh, What does she possibly mean by that? Growing up in Vermont, I think I had a lot of misplaced anger towards Canada. And I just had a lot of hard and fast, really ignorant opinions about <laughs> Canada. And it, I, I know now I was wrong. I have a lot of respect for Canada as I've grown as a human being. Um, some of that, uh, a large portion of that has come from my obsession with the show Letterkenny. Oh, I knew it was going there. Okay, enough. Enough of your mouth. Also, though, how many HGTV shows are set in Canada? How many? 
And you know what? I look at them and I look at their lives and I'm like, man, Canada doesn't sound so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really pretty. I think it's a nicer pace of life probably. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I just want to publicly apologize to Canada for some of the unkind (laughs) thoughts that I've had. I didn't even say them out loud. I just feel guilty about them. I do maintain that some of the most dangerous driving I've seen in my life, and that includes Boston, New York, North Carolina, Florida, a lot of California, the most dangerous drivers I've seen in my life continue to be Quebec license plates. (laughs) on Vermont highways. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I've just hurt a large portion of our listening audience, but (laughs) some of your friends, not you, your friends are very irresponsible and reckless, just downright reckless behind the wheel. Regardless, I apologize, Canada, and I appreciate you now in my wise old age. Lastly, for like two years now, I've had an undercut because I'm not a normal mom. I'm a cool mom. And the undercut involves shaving the bottom part of like your skull. My <laughs> <Right>, skull. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> they open up my head and they shave my skull. <laughs> cool haircut, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love it. My head, the bottom part of my head. Um, And there's a lot of great things about it. There's a lot of advantages uh, other than fashion. (laughs) (laughs) The problem, though, (laughs) is that I'm looking. I'm going to show you, Danielle, but nobody else can see. At my sideburns now, (laughs) that it's kind of growing out and I haven't cut it. I haven't shaved the undercut part in a long time. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm really scared. I'm scared, Danielle. I am too. But I'm scared looking at it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. You're not supposed, you're supposed to not react this way. You're supposed to tell me. Okay. Well, that means nothing to me. Thank you. This is my sideburn. And I think the problem is that until it grows long enough that some of it can again be tucked behind my ear. Because I've always had like pixie sideburns. Like I, and I've always been cr- critical of them. Chris bless his heart, loves them and really gave me a lot of confidence in my little pixie sideburns. But you know how when you shave a spot repeatedly, the hair comes back (laughs) darker and like thicker? Did I do that to my sideburns? Am I just always going to look like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine? Like, is this my life now? Or is it going to grow out a little bit more and like a good part of this volume Mm. would be tucked behind my ear and not not look like this? Can you give me any kind of answer since Um, you are on a hair journey and you're (laughs) quantum leaping and you're putting bowls on your head? I don't even know what you're doing anymore. Can you tell me anything about my sideburns? Uh, No, but apparently now we are both on hair journeys. So you will have to become a reels genius and make a sideburn reel. For Instagram. Can you just for a second just imagine? (laughs) I don't know what it would be. It would be this, Danielle. Look at me right now and tell me if this is something you want to see in a reel. Um, No, I can't help you with your sideburns. I don't even like that you call them sideburns, but (laughs) (laughs) but you're still beautiful. Okay. Well, the fact that you can't even deliver that half-ass line like all the way through, like you literally trailed off in the middle of the word beautiful. So thank you for trying at all. Um, Uh, all Take us out, Danielle. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. 
you know what thanks for joining us that's gonna do it for us we are done so uh <laughs> do, how you do, we need, have, do you I need the script <laughs> we are done so all right that's gonna do it for us thank you for listening to not another Momcast. You can find us on Instagram at notanothermomcast or email us at notanothermomcast at gmail.com. Oh my God. Did you know that you can also find us on Apple Podcasts? Very exciting. Um, Very exciting. So exciting. Also, soon, also Google Podcasts. However you listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. But please be gentle with us very sensitive and emotionally unstable thank you for your support all right you ready i'm ready okay Okay, bye too high (laughs) (laughs) we're done here we're done okay bye ciao okay bye